The Boston Greeks podcast is here and ready to bring Greekness back. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another fantastic episode of the Boston Greeks podcast. I am Ari, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Foti Stamos. Hi, Foti. That's so Ari. How's it going? Pretty good. So uh, so today we have a really cool guest. She is actually, on many levels, very cool, but she also has an extra level of coolness because she is a sister of a very good friend of ours, but we'll get into those details soon. Uh, Foti, why don't you give us uh, a brief little intro and then uh, introduce her? Yes, um, it's an honor to have with us our guest. You know, we discussed plenty of times about, you know, enjoying life on different levels. You know, we do our wine segments, cooking segments. Uh, we have great folks from the entertainment side. So, you know, we have a nice little circle of lifestyle segments. But we often forget that, you know, there's a price to pay with all this fun, right? So to keep ourselves in check, um, we thought about uh, our guests who can basically give us maybe a reality check and keep things in mind so that we can still take the approaches to having fun in a format that, you know, kind of reminds us that, you know, at some point we can't always keep drinking. We can't always be eating the way we eat. But before well, we you know, can, saying, but there just won't be a good outcome. That's all. Well, that's exactly. And because the other day you couldn't get out of bed, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you kind of, you know, got me worried about, hold on, we're getting to that point in life that, you know, we got to really um, make some changes. So the reason we want these changes is because we want to live better. And for that, we're going to bring on our guest with us this afternoon. Uh, we want to welcome Ismini, Ismini, who uh, runs a program called Diets by Ismini, which you can tell us a little bit yeah. more about that. But Ismini, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us. Thank you guys for having me as a featured guest. Absolutely. Very honored. Um, you know, excited because the we're going to talk about some things that, you know, interests us greatly um, that we've been trying to kind of, you know, it, it's it's like, two of the three stooges here with me and Foti. We're, we're like, we want to do so many things, but we're just running around like clunking our heads together. But we like, we want to have some sort of format and some sort of like guidance and like, you know, nutrition and diet and exercise and all these things play such a vital role and, you know, moderation and, you know, all this stuff. So this is the stuff we really want to learn more. And, you know, we, we would love to pick your brain a little bit, you know, and get your insights and just what you think. Um, so like, Foti, where would you want to? Well, everyone we come across is meaning in our circle, our network, our audience, it seems like that someone is trying something to be better, whether it's a specific diet, a lifestyle change, um, a certain type of, of, you know, training fitness program. I think that someone is doing something and it seems like, you know, there's trends, it seems like people start things and then they give up or they change. But, you know, it becomes overwhelming. It becomes confusing to a lot of folks. Um, and that's why we wanted to get your expert opinion, input advice on, you know, what you can tell us. But how about first we start with giving us about who you are, your background and the journey that led you to where you are today? Yeah, totally. It, it, trust me, it makes a difference when you're trying to work with someone in this field and understanding their background and where they came from is huge because you want to be able to know that that person can trust the process that 
you're ultimately intervening for them. Yeah, right. Um, so where do I begin? I have been a registered dietitian for almost 11 years. I um, went to Framingham State for my undergrad and completed a master's degree in nutrition science. And I started my career in outpatient counseling, specifically in weight loss and weight management. So right from the start, I dug right into the field that I was always interested in, because that's ultimately what I wanted to do. I wanted to provide medical nutrition counseling to help people sustain healthy lifestyles. And the reason why I wanted that literally has to do a lot with our culture and where we come from. Um, we are surrounded by food. We grew up around it. It is a place of love and comfort. And, you know, I had exactly that home from, you know, being brought up with my grandparents and going to Greece. And so food was always just like a really big part of my lifestyle, along with the going to Greece and getting Oh, pospaginas comments, right? It's very, very common to just be judged on how your body is, or if you're a little bit bigger, or if you're not thin enough. And so it was always kind of like, not necessarily like a battle for me, but I was always conscious of what I put into my body and how I how I felt in, in my health as, as a child kind of growing up. So going into nutrition and counseling and being able to create self-awareness for other people and to do it in a healthy, non-fad, approachable way was kind of my goal. Mm. Um, so that's how I landed in nutrition and nutrition counseling. And I worked in a clinical background for very many years running a program. And then when I became a mother, I decided to launch um, and venture out and become more of my own boss and started my own consulting practice where I could provide counseling um, virtually. This is pre-pandemic mm -hmm. um, and be able to give services to a larger broad audience instead of people just coming into the office, getting this one-on-one -on -one experience that's really quick and easy. I wanted to, to offer more. And so I created my business model, Diet Spies Mimi, to be able to give that whole picture um, wow. approach. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what is your, how about your approach versus the other approaches that are probably, we mentioned trends and, and fads. And um, do you want to share of maybe what you're seeing out there today of what people are doing that kind of makes you think about, you know, the, the path that people are taking that isn't always the best? Yeah. So there's, there's lots of approaches and there's also something that everyone should know too. There's a huge difference between someone who is a registered dietitian and then someone who calls themselves, for example, like a health coach mm -hmm. or a certified nutritionist. Oh. So when you're a registered dietitian, you have completed, you know, a four year degree, sometimes a master's degree. Um, you have created, or you've completed a, uh, what do you call it, um, internship that's yeah. approved and accredited nationally. You have to pass a board certification. You have to maintain these credentials. 
And as registered dietitians, we're able to be on insurance panels and accept insurance. So oh, okay. our education and our background is very um, strong in the medical community versus someone who's just, hey, I'm a health coach. I want to help you lose weight. And I have certified nutrition credentialing. They don't have the same background as, as us. Not that they're not good. They're great. Wait, but it's meaning I watch, I watch, very different. Of, I watch lots of YouTube videos and I look at Facebook all the time. So that makes me an expert, correct? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so anyone can kind of like throw the label on themselves. And so uh, being that I have the background plus like the experience, you know, the the philosophy in uh, registered dietitians world is sometimes like a little bit different from what you see on social media or like on your YouTube or mm -hmm. just kind of like surfing the web on like your healthy eating websites. And it's confusing to people. Mm -hmm. So I feel like registered dietitians, like we can break it down. We know the evidence-based research. We know what practical and ethical guidelines need to be suggested. We take into consider any, you know, medication contraindications that might interfere with dietary recommendations and, you know, specific maybe medical conditions that you might have. And we kind of lump everything together and then we create a very um, solid intervention plan to help someone sustain better eating patterns. So that's kind of like what I take on as a registered dietitian working with my clients and people as I am considering so many factors, not just this book said what I should do, this post recommended that, yeah. and you just give like one recommendation. Yeah. And like these posts are, have no background information on you. They just kind of yeah. have this general statement and people are like oh yeah that's uh that, i'm gonna do that like listen to the professional oh, all the time news. and i'm sure i mean i'm sure i'm sure in your in your uh profession like you probably come across things and you're just rolling your eyes like oh my god like how do these people <laughs> how do they oh, believe yeah. this stuff or, or it's amazing. And i'm sure is meaning you multiple across, times a day yeah you definitely come across many different types of patients or clients with different needs but overall, are there any basic principles that we should keep in mind um, for healthy living? Yeah, there's, there's a lot. So, you know, the, the, first, the first thing that you have to kind of take into play is understanding what your healthy living goal is, right? What's your goal? Is your goal, I want to maintain a healthy weight? is my goal, I want to manage um, my, my health as far as like preventing disease, mm -hmm. is my goal to be able to sustain a, a lifestyle that's practical and balanced and incorporate everything. So I look at it as like, every single person should have all of these goals. We should all wanna be able to have a weight that we can maintain. We should all want to live and eat a healthy lifestyle so we're hopefully decreasing our risk for disease, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, anything like that. And we want to be able to do it in a practical way, not like let's do keto, let's do South Beach, let's do paleo for three months, for six months, and then, you know, go to that one party and eat a piece of cake and then say, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. And then gain all our, our weight back and practice 
unhealthy behaviors. So um, once you kind of establish where you want to be at to maintain a healthy life and your weight and your disease, you know, the best thing is to do is to be able to eat a, a balanced diet. So a diet that incorporates heart healthy fats, um, a diet that incorporates a variety of fruits and vegetables, um, whole grains in controlled amounts, mm -hmm. and lots of lean protein. So if you can kind of balance your food groups in a portion controlled amount and be able to make sure that the meals that you're eating are keeping you full, that they're mm -hmm. fueling you, and that they taste good and you do it in a way that has variety, I think you can be able to develop a better structured pattern to be able to kind of sustain a foundation to your everyday. Now, behavior. what you just mentioned, do you feel that sometimes that intimidates people? <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do. You definitely need someone to help you to do it it's everyone's day is different, right? Right. Like for the your day, you're like running around, getting your kids. Like I'm working all day long, talking to clients. I have barely have time to eat breakfast, let alone right. grab a lunch. You know, then I have to go and make dinner while other people are working like three to 11 shifts or right. they're, you know, sitting all day and they, don't have time to even prep anything and they're going out to eat. So it's really having to work with someone to understand what that daily pattern is and be able to kind of like pinpoint what to change, how to change it and where those modifications would be best mm. and most practical, practical for the person. And, and that's where in the beginning of our segment, I mentioned distractions, you know, distractions because of our environment um, leads to the temptations of grabbing something quickly or even I notice that people like load up on these like bars of whether they're considered protein bars, snack bars, just to, like tie them over until they can get to a meal. But I think most of these items are probably loaded with sugars and sodium to begin with. Um, and then you mentioned about, you oh. know, you know, you mentioned about, you know, what to keep in mind. And I think we often give up because we're so overwhelmed. Yeah there's two, there's sometimes there's a lot of temptation. Um, and that's why structures, you know, really needed. So when you start your day, right, and you're thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? You know, you want to start your day fueled with a balanced meal. So you want to have something that has some sort of like protein and carbohydrate combination to get started. So you don't want to say, hey, I'm running out the door and you're going to grab a donut, right? Or you grab a bagel. That's just going to increase your blood sugar and not provide you with any balance for sustainability. So having something like an English muffin with peanut butter, you know, mm -hmm. so a, a carbohydrate source with, with like a protein or you had a couple hard boiled eggs and a piece of fruit and a Greek yogurt or you had oatmeal and some almonds and a hard boiled egg on the side, mm -hmm. some sort of protein and combination with mm -hmm. a good whole grain source is a really great way to kind of begin that blood sugar balance in the morning and to be able to start your day versus just relying on sugar yeah. and carbs. What are, you, what are your thoughts is meaning on this whole new phenomenon that we keep seeing about intermittent fasting? 
Oh, so <laughs> intermittent fasting is another kind of newer trend, I would say, to the wellness world. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, there's actually like a lot of beneficial uh, research that says that intermittent fasting can be helpful in weight management. Mm -hmm. the The idea is is that it is very hard to practice an intermittent intermittent fasting day. So to be able to fast for fourteen hours, sixteen hours, or eighteen hours without food is definitely achievable, but not in the long term, and therefore weight regain will happen. Wow. So. We generally say, or I generally say to avoid long, long periods of intermittent fasting, but you know, it would be healthy and appropriate to say, I'm going to eat between the hours of seven and 7 PM, because mm -hmm. if I eat past seven, I'm in, you know, the kitchen grabbing a handful of cheeses, and then I'm going to sit in the living room and I'm going to watch my show and the commercial is going to come on and then I'm going to go back in and eat, you know, some ice cream, and then I sit back down. And so if you say, I'm going to fast after seven or intermittent fast to help decrease nighttime eating, nighttime grazing, it can actually be a positive. So it can be utilized actually effectively, um, if done in a in a very reasonable way to meet your lifestyle needs. But people, so people I'm, no, go ahead. I was so say I'm for it. In a way. In a so, way. But, but if, if you do try to practice it, I mean, you still have to have some sort of responsibility during the hours that you're eating. Like, it's not like, well, I'm not eating after seven um, and, and I won't eat until like 11 a.m. or something. But during that brief moment between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m., I'm just stuffing my face with a million things like the fasting is not going to do right. it. You still have to be, um, you know kind of responsible with you still have to you still have to make some manageable manageable changes within your window right so just like just like if you were like i'm gonna exercise and i'm gonna go to crossfit or i'm gonna go box or i'm gonna do this running but i'm gonna eat whatever i want it's gonna mm -hmm. serve no 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 purpose if your goal oh. is for for weight loss whatsoever there's that, <laughs> that rule that we keep hearing about like 80 20 like 80 80 percent of what you do is is nutrition and 20 percent is your your training or your physical activity mm. is that is that something that you agree with oh yeah 100 percent um i'm all about the diet i love when my clients want to participate in an exercise routine but sometimes making too many changes up front isn't necessarily the best way to go. So implementing, again, a dietary intervention to meet someone's lifestyle needs, to find a pattern that they can follow appropriately, stay consistent with, is much more effective in terms of weight loss and weight management. Um, and then at that point, when they're ready, implementing an exercise pattern and regimen would be the mm. next, the next step. Mm. Um, I do. Yeah, very good. Point. But it starts with what yeah. you put in your mouth, right? It starts with what you put in your, your system and then everything else comes along because like you mentioned, you could be exercising all you want, but if you're not eating properly, it all goes to waste. 
in a sense. In 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 most cases, in most cases, I mean, trust me, there have been instances where it's been opposite. So it's not that it's impossible. It's just probably more effective in the long run because why wouldn't you want to learn how to eat healthfully for your lifestyle forever? Mm -hmm. So if you don't learn that skill, how will you ever maintain your weight? So you need to learn how to eat cake. You need to learn how to eat pizza. You need to be able to have a really good structured week and understand what it's like to dine out, to drink alcohol and to find that, that balance. Balance. It's essential. If you, if you avoid, for example, those circumstances and you live in a bubble and you only allow only good food or only what I'm on my plan, this is what I can eat. You're not teaching yourself anything. Right. Right. Interesting. And you, you, you also said, you also said the magic word alcohol, so <laughs> we want, this is this is the part where Fati and I have to perk up our ears even more. So, um, so moderation is obviously a term that you know everybody knows and and is is probably like you know if, if you're going to use one word in everything you do, moderation is probably a good word to use. Um, but you know we do a lot of tastings, we do a lot of dinners, we do a lot of you know, everything around wine and spirits and, and whatnot. So like, I'm always complaining to Fatih. I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. It, it, I, I shouldn't be drinking like, you know, uh, this or red wine or white wine or whatever, or like a dark. It's not so much what you're drinking. I think it's the amount that we're drinking. <laughs> well, that, that too. Yeah. Yeah. You but, know, but, you know it, it all goes, it all goes together. So it's like, right. how can we, maintain some sort of like balance balance sure and what like what 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 would be too much i mean everybody's everybody's different but like Mm -hmm. if i came to you and i'm like i'm having like two glasses every night what would you say so if your goal so if your goals to maintain your weight and you feel like for example the alcohol consumption that you're practicing is too heavy, right? Is that what you're saying? And you want to learn to decrease it. Usually what I do is I take your baseline. So I would be like, okay, what is the exact amount of wine alcohol that you drink in seven days? So tell me, what do you drink in seven days? Exactly. Um, On average, I would say, uh, so uh, very quickly, how many glasses are in a bottle? There's four and a half. So four, there's about four he- healthy pours of glasses in a bottle. So say four glasses of wine. Okay. So let's Which is say, like five ounces, right? 40? Yeah. Just about. about yep. Yeah. So let's yeah. say about, right. let's say roughly the equivalent of about two bottles a week. You drink two bottles a week. So. Not, not, not normally, but I'm saying like there was a point in the pandemic that I was. Okay. Uh, and no other I, alcohol. I can't. I can't. I can't maintain that. But I just. I'm. I'm I want to get let, to the. Sorry, let it all out, buddy. Just yeah. <laughs> what did you ask me? No other alcohol. It's only wine. So so at my peak again during the pandemic when Fati and I were doing like tasting clips like all the time and you know stuck in the house and going crazy like a lot of people were. 
Uh, yeah, I was mm-hmm. going about two bottles a week. Um, no, nothing else really, just red wine. Okay. All right. So I usually start off with finding someone's baseline. So say your baseline was, we'll just put it like six glasses of wine in okay. a week. The first step that I would do is say, okay, make a goal. Is your goal now six? Can you realistically do four? And my client will say, yeah, okay, I can, I can do that. Like that's a fair starting point. Then you decide when is the most fun? When is the most appropriate time for you to eat? Is it, do you enjoy it during the week or would you prefer it on the weekend? That would be like my next question. And so then I would decide together with my client, what the plan is for alcohol, when they would drink it, what days would work best for them and how they would implement those four glasses into their lifestyle so it would be less than their normal and then they're starting the process of the behavior change to make an intervention and then I would take it from there I wouldn't say oh okay you're drinking six you can't drink alcohol if you want to lose weight you have to cut it out like I don't do that with anybody I just don't feel like that again like I don't think that teaches you anything and why take away something when you should learn how to drink it if it's important to you yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. so maybe with that. So, I mean, as a, as a nutrition, a, a dietitian, um, like just in general, not, not me specific, but just in general mm-hmm. would like, you wouldn't recommend anybody doing like a daily or maybe a glass a day is fine, but like anything more than that would probably be as a, as a dietitian, you would probably think is, just a little more than you need? Yeah, I think so, you know, two to three glasses of red wine per week, I think would be fair, you know, an ultimate goal to get to, I think that would be generally fine. If the person didn't have any medical conditions that Mm -hmm. would contraindicate that recommendation, right? So I think that would be a balanced number. um, If you needed like an amount, but you have to also look at it as you're not going to get the person who's drinking six or seven glasses of wine per week to go from seven to two or seven to three. Like, I don't ever think that that's possible. That's like saying the person who's eating a whole plate of macaronia is now going to eat a half a cup cooked on their plate. It's just not realistic for that transition to happen because the person's going to do it once or twice and then feel like they can't manage it or feel failed if they don't meet that goal and then go back to square one. For me, I feel like doing, doing such drastic changes, you said, you said like kind of ease into it, but with food, I think it's harder with alcohol. It's like, I could, I could go like a month and not drink a single thing. And then the next month I'll be like, Oh, let's have like three glasses you know, every time we go out. So like with alcohol, it's a little different. Uh, that's why I ask in general, what, what would a dietitian like say is too much, too little? Um, because, because that for me, you know, obviously I'm not going to, oh, you know. So here's I'm, the thing. Yeah, when, go ahead. When we, when we bring back Yuzmini for another segment, uh, what, what should be Ari's goal to go from one glass, uh, from two glasses a day to one glass a day? How about we do that, Ari? 
Yeah, but I, I haven't drank any wine at all in a week now. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So then that's why, that's why that's what I'm trying to explain to her. Like with food, if you told me cut sugar out, that's where I would have to ease into it. With alcohol, it's like mm -hmm. if if you're bored and you know you you know what the situation is there, I'll drink. If the situation is not there, I won't drink. So it's not like I, I'm dependent well, on it's it. It's not a huge effect for you. No, it's not a huge effect. That's why no. I'm saying, like in mm -hmm. general, like if 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 so, if you're saying two glasses a day is too much, I'll be like, all right, well, let's not do that every time we we film one of these segments. Um, but I would like to drink, but not affect my health. So in general, like. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. two to three would be fine. Right. You would be generally right. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> so you mentioned that you also, you know, have started your own um, mm. service diets by Zmini. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of folks who are going to be, who have, are going to be watching this that are going to be curious um, is how does, how does one, find out more information about your services and how to get in touch with you. So I um, would definitely recommend for you to check out my Instagram. That's actually where I launched Diets by Zmini. Okay. It um, became actually popular through IG. So the business got launched there. So my Instagram is where I would pretty much post everything that's going on in my life related to nutrition, my clients, stories, testimonials, pictures of their food, kind of the reality behind everyone that I work with. Mm -hmm. So it's like the real deal. Um, so that's Diet Spies Mimi, obviously on IG. And then I have a website, mm -hmm. uh, diet where plans can be purchase you can see uh the options the programs that i offer i offer challenges and customized plans uh, oh, cool. for anyone who's looking for weight loss weight maintenance even as far as fertility plans uh gi oh. plans anything so okay. anyone who really needs hey, this is what I have going on and I need you to structure this out, write it out, give me suggestions for breakfast, lunch, dinner, provide me with recipes that meet my goals, plus accommodate my family along with lots of variety and accountability. All of that gets packaged into one of my plans or programs. Oh, and very cool. that's what my, what my client gets. And, yeah. uh, and honestly, I have seen, I have seen uh, by Me popping up around my Instagram as well, because um, a lot of people share and mention it and it's really cool. It looks really cool. And we're going to link actually your your Instagram and your website in the video and podcast. So if you guys don't remember, <laughs> you, you'll see it linked as well. And, you know, we've known you for a long time. We've um, we'll give a little plug to your brother. We've known your brother for a long time. Uh, did he, by the way, did he build your website or did you get somebody else? I, I've done everything. Oh, I've done my marketing, right. everything. <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. The whole business was done right when I put my son to bed and I just worked on it for like oh, months for and months and months. Good yeah. for you. That's awesome. Nice. All right. So we, we, yeah, we'll definitely uh, link that up. And like I said, I I've seen you all around social media, so everything looks amazing. So everybody out there, absolutely check her out because 
you know, everything she said here, and we, we're, we have to have her back. I mean, there's so much to her. talk about because, you know, there's not enough time just in these little segments to, to cover many things. Um, we were real eager to talk about the alcohol, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we would love to have, like, some sort of theme and, like, pick, like, different topics. If you're down, like, we would love to have you back and just have, like, kind of a series because you know this stuff affects everybody this is important it's really important and you tell me anything about this 20 years ago i'd be like ah whatever i don't care three o'clock in the morning i'm at ihop eating if i did that mm -hmm. now i die instantly <laughs> i would instantly die we've all been there <laughs> so um so it's important it's important for your life it's important for your well-being it, it's just it's it's something to think about if you're young start thinking about it now because trust me, you don't want to think about this stuff later on, or you don't want it to be a problem later on. So if you're young, think about it now and follow the advice. Um, if you're a little bit older, I'm sure, you know, you're starting to realize that this is, this, these are absolute necessities. And hopefully, you know, you, you, you're healthy enough to have preventative where a good diet is going to affect your life well. And if you need to get into shape or whatever, again, Ismini is, is the person to talk to. Like she knows her stuff. So Yasmini, it was a pleasure talking to you. Um, I hope this is the first of a series. Like I said, uh, you know, uh, there's so many things that us, Fatih and I personally would love to pick your brain about, but hopefully it's information that everybody could use. Um, and again, uh, all your knowledge is, is welcome anytime. So please come back. And we want to say thank you again for taking the time. And uh, Fatih, I want to thank you. Thank you as well. Thank you, Ismi, so much for being with us. It was uh, very informative, let me tell you. Yeah. And we want to we thank, thank you everybody. for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And we want to thank everybody out there for watching and listening. And like we said, we're going to have Ismini's information linked. So thanks again. And we will see you guys next time. Take Goodbye. care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.